With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to 32 Fans. I'm Alex Chester. With me, as always, is Wheels Wienerker. Uh Wheels, for the $75 patrons, we were just uh, previewing our possible Curb conversation, which may or may not happen tomorrow. Yeah, I'm supposed to do a Curb podcast with Rob. You are supposed to come on, but instead of always being available... Yeah, Post Show Recaps already hyped it. Yeah, but you're... But, yeah. you're um, I- I'm going to be in Disney World with my kids tomorrow. That's a high-class problem. Or, I guess, like kind of an annoying problem. I don't know. Is there is there a ride you're looking forward to at Disney yeah, World? so it's funny. So we were... Well, so we made a list of what we're doing, and then, and by the way, I'm very anti Disney World. Uh, my wife claims we're going for the kids, but we're really going for her. Uh, so we made a list of what we're doing, and so uh, we listed the four things we can't do. So like uh, Space Mountain because it's too scary for the kids, Haunted House because it's too scary for the kids, uh, Hall of Presidents because it's too scary for me. Why? Because Trump's there. <laughs> yeah, and I like I've heard from other people who've gone. Like the crowd is going to be like eighty percent. Like like Trump's going to get a big cheer. Oh, and yeah. I don't need to be there for mm-hmm. that. You know. So. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, but listen, let's jump right into it. Uh, who knows how much time we have? What was the fourth I'm, thing that you I'm can't go to? I from my know. in-laws. Oh yeah, Splash Mountain, it's Thunder Mountain, scary, too scary. So you can't do the fun stuff, basically. Splash Mountain's closed right now. Oh, yeah. I'm anti roller coaster, anyways. So you're afraid of roller coasters, which is why I'm anti amusement park. I'm not, I don't know. I don't understand the appeal of standing in line for an hour for two minutes of feeling like you're gonna vomit. Yeah, I hear you. I'm also I'm anti lines in general. I, I there's almost nothing in life that's worth a line. It's true. Is my it's opinion. true. If there was like if lines really to it, like sleep to with an attractive woman, so. you'd be like, no, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, um, it's uh, quantity over quality. <laughs> anyway, uh, so listen. So uh, I don't think there's a lot to talk about the AFC and NFC championship games. They're both pretty much went uh, exactly as I think we both predicted. We, we saw both of those as being pretty easy blowouts for Kansas City and San Francisco, mm-hmm. and that's what happened. Uh, do you have any like takeaways, strong takeaways about these games? No, I really don't know who is going to win the Super Bowl. That's my takeaway. The Packers were in yeah, over their which heads. Which is why it's great. Like, yeah. And the Titans, Titans were probably better Packers than the sucked. Packers, uh, and, but they were also in over their heads. Well, the Packers were frauds all year. We knew that. They were like, arguably the worst 13-3 and team ever. Best case in the, they're an yeah. eight and eight team with a great quarterback, but their quarterback hasn't even been great all year. Best case in the Super Bowl, like the Niners get like a pick six or something. The Niners go up ten or thirteen nothing. Worst case is the Chiefs go up ten nothing and the game is just over. Well, yeah, I mean Jimmy Garoppolo will have to throw the ball more than you know eight times. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> By the way, Pat Mahomes in both playoff games, he's had he's gone exactly twenty three for thirty five and had exactly fifty three yards rushing in both games. It's pretty good. Uh, meaningless. Uh, 
curiosities. Yeah. People going crazy over yeah, most. I mean, I'm definitely the, excited for the Super Bowl. But we'll talk. The, the Niners have. Well, I don't know. This is probably when we're talking about the Super Bowl. Like we don't usually do one next week. That's about the Super Bowl preview. No, we're not talking about the Super Bowl now. It's like 13 days away. This is our Super Bowl preview. I'm in the location of the Super Bowl, and nobody coming for the Super Bowl is even here yet. Well, obviously not. So it's too soon. Um, next week, we'll do an episode of Riverdale and preview the Super Bowl. Do you want to talk about Riverdale next tradition. week? Well, we have... We no, uh, actually, I have an idea. Uh, yeah. As long as we're doing logistics on the podcast. Maybe we do uh, the next episode of the Song of the 90s bracket that's been on the patron side. Maybe we do that for the non-patrons next week so everybody can partake. Okay. That's fine. Give people a taste. The only thing is we have the Royal uh, Rumble, maybe so maybe the, maybe the Royal patrons. Rumble is the patron podcast next week. Oh. That could be the patron cast next week. Oh, uh, we can flip yeah. it, yeah. Um, sure, yeah, so maybe we reverse the order. But what do like we that. do? What's yeah, this, what what's this week's this second week episode? Is, logistically, we're going to have to figure out when okay, we have fine. time for that right, because, fine. you know, I'm sort of unavailable. Right, we, there uh, is a chance we may have to do two patrons on Wednesday and then Thursday I'm flying back. Okay. Yeah, well, we gave three patron episodes a couple weeks ago and you got mad at me for that, so there you go. It all balances out. Ah, uh, yeah. So I already did er- earlier, you know, at the end of the uh, at the end of the baseball season, I had done my baseball team of the decade, mm-hmm. and I think we discussed that on this podcast. But I didn't do my NFL team of the decade yet because the decade wasn't over. I wanted to wait till the 2019 season ended. And now, with one game to go, I'm confident enough that I have my NFL team of the decade, and that uh, nothing so dramatic is going to happen in one game that it's going to alter that. So, are you ready to discuss uh, team of the decade? Uh yeah. Can I? How about I guess who who your players are? Sure. And obviously, as I always do, I rank like the top 50 plus in every position. So I can tell you who like the number 37 team is. Yeah, well, I'll guess someone you'll be like, he's not even on my list. I made an all first team, an all second team, an all third team. Actually, before we get to the teams, uh, like the players, let's discuss the team. So which is the NFL team of the decade, obviously? The Patriots. That's a stupid question. Yeah, so that's obvious. But yeah, but then which is the second best team? Like I rank the teams from 1 to 32. And this is actually where it's very interesting. I think it's going to be a surprise to people. Okay, so this is starting with the 2010 season, season, the Super Bowl that was in, in February of 11. Um, yeah, so what are just you judging as a reminder, our champions are Packers, Giants, Ravens, mm-hmm. Packers, Giants, Ravens, Seahawks, three Patriots sandwiched around Broncos and Eagles, and then this year we'll have either Chiefs or 49ers. I judge it based on the, the team's performance, the record in the regular season, the record in the playoffs. I think it's. I think two and three are the AFC North teams. I think the Ravens and the Steelers are two and three. Oh no, no, terrible guess, a terrible job by you. Uh, the Steelers didn't even win a Super Bowl, so definitely not. But their winning percentage um, is probably they actually, third. They, 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 yeah, their winning percentage is. But it's you know if 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 teams are one or two games apart over ten years in the regular season, and one team won a Super Bowl, another team did not. Okay, fine. That's a pretty big difference. So what I assumed everybody would have as number two would be Seattle. Right. Okay. Yeah, they did not have a losing season. But Green Bay, Green Bay is actually number two because both yeah. teams, both Green Bay and Seattle, both went exactly ten and seven in the playoffs this decade. Both won exactly one championship. But in the regular season, the Packers won two more games than Seattle did. So Green Bay, even though they fired a coach and so they had like a real like low point in the decade, mm-hmm. um, now they're be- they benefit from that fifteen and one season. But the bottom line is, Green Bay went one hundred and two fifty six and two. Seattle went one hundred fifty nine and one. So Green Bay's two, Seattle's three. Baltimore is four, as you mentioned. I have Denver five, Philly six. Uh, although if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, they will move all the way up to five. So they'll knock those teams mm-hmm. down. Pittsburgh seven, New Orleans eight. Uh, right now I have Kansas City in the nine spot, but they will not stay there. They will either go up to five or they'll drop to ten because uh, – By the way, incredibly, I, every single team you've mentioned basically had the same coach. You know, the Packers fired their coach. 
Basically, every single team you mentioned has had the same coach the whole decade. Well, Denver's had a few different coaches because Kubiak came and left. Other than Denver. Oh, yeah, yeah. Denver is not even close to it, but every other team yeah. on that list yeah. has. And and Philly's had a number of coaches I didn't also because they Philly, started with Reed. Yeah, and yeah. then they went to Chip Kelly. and Yeah. yeah. But Pittsburgh, Baltimore, um, yeah, Seattle, yeah, Green Bay for New eight Orleans, yeah. for nine of the yeah. years. Uh, New Orleans, Kansas City, Atlanta, the Giants, who are the worst team to have won a Super Bowl in this decade. They're 20 games under 500, mm-hmm. but they did win a Super Bowl. San Francisco, who I have at 12 right now. If they win the Super Bowl, they'll move up to like 8 or 9. Uh, Houston, Indy, Dallas. Uh, the Cowboys, by the way, 15, Minnesota, 16. So these teams have been basically perfectly average the whole decade, and yet the Cowboys are always talked about, even though they're basically an average team. Uh, so the Browns are 32nd. Um, Who's 31st? Kind of uh, Tampa is 31st. They are the only team. They have more wins than Jacksonville, but Jacksonville made it to an AFC championship game. Tampa is the only team that did not make the playoffs the entire decade. And are the Jets like 25, 26? Jets are 25, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And they basically they benefit because they make you know, very early in the decade, but still in this decade they made it. They right. If, if the decade was if the decade was 11 to 20, assuming they don't do anything next year, they could be much further down. Yeah, then they're behind. They're behind the Bills and the Dolphins, who are twenty six and twenty seven. Uh, yeah, so they moved down a couple spots. All right, so let's let's start at quarterback. So again, I've ranked like one to forty, but we're only going to talk about the top guys. So who's my first team quarterback? Who's my second team quarterback? Who's my third team quarterback? You know, it's interesting because, um, I, and is this just going on regular season statistics? What is this going on? It's going on everything. It's going on the overall body of performance okay. over the ten years. Well, then I think it has to be Brady. If you're including the playoffs, it has to be Brady. So it's interesting because statistically, Breeze is yeah, better. Well, than that's Brady what I'm saying. If it's just regular season, measure. it obviously has to be Breeze. But if you're including playoffs, yeah. it has to be Brady. But but here's the other issue: in the playoffs, Breeze's numbers in his ten playoff games are much better than Brady's numbers in his twenty-three playoff games. Twenty-three so playoff games Brady is just so much. Too, because I sort of. Yeah, but that's not because of him. Again, he he was worse in the playoffs than Breeze was. That's because his. Uh, I think. Um, uh, well, there's um Barry. Uh, what's that name? He's like a troll on Twitter. He's like a comedy Barry guy. Barry McCockner. What scenes? Yeah. So he point, but he also points out real stats. Uh, Aaron Rodgers' team has a al- defense has allowed 37 points in I think five of his last eight playoff uh-huh. games. Tom Brady in his entire career, all the games of his career, 324 games, whatever his his defense has only allowed 37 points eight yeah. times total. Yeah. Brady played twice as many playoff games as Breeze, but not because of him. But whatever. But I, I caved to I sort of caved to the masses there. I put Brady one, Breeze two, um, even though you know whatever. I bit my tongue and I did it. Mm-hmm. So um, who's who's three? Who's Rogers three? Rogers three. Yeah. yeah. You want me to keep going? And then there's uh, Matt Ryan is four. Russell Wilson is yeah. Five. I mean, you're really penalizing Manning for uh, it's crazy for you know collapsing who Peyton collapsing for a year and then well not finishing the decade he he only played five years this decade and he was terrible in one of them so yeah he was really good for Mm -hmm. four years but I mean Matt Ryan and Russell Wilson did that Roethlisberger Rivers Cam Stafford then I have Peyton Alex Smith Kirk Cousins Tony Romo Andy Dalton okay we don't care all right uh running back here that gets a little more interesting I think now I have the, I did it sort of I did it more or less the way that the traditional all decade teams have been done by like the NFL and Pro Football Reference, except I adjusted it for the modern era a little bit. So for example, instead of just defensive tackle and defensive end and outside linebacker inside linebacker, I did I did edge rusher right because there's not a big difference for most teams between an outside linebacker and a, and a defensive mm-hmm. end. They switch back and forth. Um, so I have two running backs on each of my teams, three receivers, and one tight end. So uh, so we have six running backs who get awards. So uh, you want to guess any of those running backs? Which is that six running backs who did what? Six, six running, two running backs make each of my teams. So I have a first team, a second team, and a third team. Um, hmm. No, just tell me the running backs. 
All right. So the first team is Adrian Peterson and LaShawn McCoy. Okay. Makes sense. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say second team is Matt Forte. I was gonna yeah I wasn't gonna say Forte. I was gonna say Lynch and and somebody else. And Matt Forte okay. and Marshawn Lynch are right. on the second team, and then the, the third team is Arian Foster and Le'Veon Bell. Mm-hmm. So who who who's who am I missing? Which name? No, I think that's mind? good. I listen. It was a bad running back decade. Yeah, I mean, Todd Gurley, I have at seven. He just misses it. He only played five seasons, and, you know, a couple of them were a little bit down. Uh, Zeke, I have at eight. He only played four seasons, you know, so it's it's hard for those guys to compete with guys who played the whole decade. Frank Gore is ninth, did play the whole decade. It wasn't great, but, you know, the fact that he's still churning mm-hmm. them out is pretty impressive. Um, all right, so let's get to receivers. So I have three receivers on each of my okay, teams. Okay, so the first team receivers, huh, Larry Fitzgerald. He's not on the first no. team, even though he played all ten seasons? No. Wow. Well, no. Is he on the second team? He's on the second. He's on okay. the second team. He's fine. He he's my number five receiver of the decade. Okay. Um, it's tricky because you have guys who didn't play. Like, are you going to put Calvin Johnson, who played, I think, seven years of the decade, on there? He yeah. He played six seasons. He's uh, number three. He's he's, he's on, on the, the first. So team. he's on the first okay. team. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Now the good receivers now, you know. I did not think this was gonna be that tricky. I'm trying to think because uh, I'm gonna get Steve Smith is on the second team. No, Steve Smith isn't even in the top. Where is he? Um, Steve Smith even on my list at all? Oh, he's way down there. He's in the 30s. Oh man, uh, Antonio Brown hasn't. He was on like the Antonio Ravens Brown hasn't decade. played enough seasons. Um, Antonio Brown played every single season of this decade. I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, he only played one game yeah. in this season. But so he's on the first team? He, he played the whole decade. Yeah, I didn't know Antonio Brown was started yeah, in 2010. He's, he's, by far, he's by far, he he leads this this decade in receptions, in receiving touchdowns, in, in, in everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So now that you know he is, maybe the other ones who you thought hadn't played enough, you'll Okay, uh, Julio right Jones. Now. Yeah, so Julio's number two. Julio has the uh, most receiving yards and the most yards per game. And he played nine seasons. Which is uh, Antonio Brown also played nine seasons because you know he missed the season right. effectively. Huh. Where's Dez? I'm gonna guess Dez is like eleven. All right, and, Me- and Megatron. So you got all three. So the the, the 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 three guys on the number one team are Antonio Brown, Julio Jones, and Megatron. Mm-hmm. The second team has Larry Fitz, and then uh, two other guys. Um, you can tell me where's Dez? Like ten, eleven? An All Pro this year. One of whom missed the whole season. Who? Yeah. Dez. Yeah. Is that what you said? Yeah, Dez is eighth, so he's on the third okay. team. He's second in touchdowns to Antonio Brown. Oh, the whole Brown. decade, that's pretty good. You know, there was, you know, he tore his, uh, what was it, Achilles yeah. or ACL last year. There was no talk of him coming back. I wonder if he's going to try another comeback next year. Yeah. No, I think he's done at this point. All right, so the other guys on the second team are A.J. Green, who, you know, very quietly made a Pro Bowl every year of his career until this year, and then Larry Fitzgerald, uh, who we mentioned, and, oh, and Nook, and DeAndre Hopkins, who's only played seven seasons, but, you know... Um, you know, obviously is uh, is uh, one is an All Pro this year and is you know one of the top five receivers for the last mm-hmm. number of years. The third team receivers are Des Bryant. You mentioned uh, Brandon Marshall, a, a former Jet, and uh, Demarius Thomas. Okay, <laughs> current Jet. Yeah, and uh, who's a current Jet? Yeah, there you go. All right, uh, let's get to tight end. Um. Okay, tight end. Uh, Gronk won. There's only yep. one tight end on the team, right? But I'd say Gronk. Gates, yep. Gonzalez, Kelsey Ertz. 
Okay, so Gonzalez, no. Gonzalez only played four seasons this decade. He retired in 2013. Okay, fine. Um, G- Gates was number two but this uh, for, for a while. But I, I, I jumped. Actually, I have Jimmy Graham number two, mm-hmm. even though he's done nothing for a while. But, it know, is weird. Was, like Jimmy Graham very, was in the game yesterday the and playing, but like he's so forgotten about at yeah. this point. Well, almost had a touchdown, yeah. Yeah, and then Travis Kelsey, I already have up at number three. Uh, you know, he's just he's been so good that even though he's only played, well, he's actually played seven seasons, and so he's played seven seasons. Gates has played nine seasons, but Kelsey has more uh, catches and more yards than Gates does in you know thirty fewer games. So yeah, so those are our tight ends. Uh, we don't need to run about all the oh, other guys. Olsen. offensive and line. Uh, I don't Olsen, think people want to discuss too much. Greg, Greg Olson, six. Greg Olson fumbled three times. Olson sixth in his in his whole Panthers career. Incredible. I was looking at the. Oh, that's pretty good. Like Steve Smith yeah. fumbled 32 times with a relatively similar similar number of games. 3 to 32. Hmm. Um, 32. 32 fans. All right. Um, offensive line. Uh, the starting five are uh, for the first team. At center, we have Marquise Pouncey. The, uh, the guards are Marsh- Marshall Yanda and Jari Evans. The tackles are Joe Thomas, Cleveland Brown. Uh, they get a guy on the team. And Andrew Whitworth. Uh, the second team offensive line, Alex Mack, another Cleveland Brown, actually. At center, the guards are Zach Martin and Josh Sitton. Uh, the tackles are Tyron Smith and Jason Peters. And my third team center is Jason Kelsey. So the Kelsey brothers on the third team nice. together. The guards are Mikey Apati and David DeCastro. And the tackles are Dwayne Brown and David Bakhtiari on the mm-hmm. Packers. So that's my uh, that, those are my offensive linemen. I, you know, again, my rankings go much deeper for anybody who's interested, but I, I assume that the numbers are relatively low there. Um, let's jump to the defense. How okay, do do just that? tell me the defense, sure. All right, fine. Okay, fine. So the defensive tackles on the first team are Dominic and Sue and Aaron Donald. Dominic and Sue and Aaron Donald, fair. Donald's only played two se- Donald's only played two seasons, but you know he's obviously two seasons. He hasn't played two seasons. The previous two seasons. Excuse me. He's only played six seasons, but he's won DP of the uh, defense player of the year each two of the last uh, in 2017, 2018. The second team. Tackles are Geno Atkins and Fletcher Cox. Uh, the third team tackles are Gerald McCoy and Jarrell Casey. Uh, your beloved Muhammad Wilkerson came in eighth, by the way. And uh, Linval Joseph of the Vikings mm-hmm. came in 10th. All right. Uh, the edge rushers. So I, so I, the way I did this, I put three edge rushers on each team. Okay. So the first team, I have J.J. Watt, Von Miller, and Calais Campbell. Uh, yeah. Second team, Cameron Jordan, Cameron. What were no, you going to say? No, okay. I'm excited for the whole Cameron team, yeah. Yeah, uh, Cameron Jordan, Cameron Wake, and Clay Matthews are on the uh, second team. And Khalil Mack, uh, T-Sizzle, and Chandler Jones on the third team. Chandler Jones had like 19 sacks this yeah. year, by the way. No, he didn't have 19. And so he, he had a he late... He have uh, 19 a, sacks. He had a ridiculous season for he the Cardinals season. this year. I don't think, How many sacks did he have I mean, this Shaq year? Shaq Barrett up. had 19 or 20. I don't think Chandler Jones had 19. Yeah, so Chandler Jones leapfrogged Julius Peppers and Justin Houston. I, and I take it back because he, uh, he had he had four the against the Seahawks later in the year. He did have 19. I apologize. That's crazy. Yeah. Very yeah. quiet 19 sacks. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, we could have had an all-Cameron team. Cameron Hayward uh, on Pittsburgh is on my list, but uh, not quite at the level of uh, Cameron Jordan and Cameron Wake. Uh, the the linebackers, uh, other than the edge rushers, the linebackers on my team, on my first team I have Bobby Wagner, Luke Keekley, who just retired, and Navarro Bowman. Mm-hmm. Also retired. Uh, on the second team I have Levante David, Lawrence Timmons, and Patrick Willis. And the third team is C.J. Mosley, Derek Johnson, and Thomas Davis. A lot of retired guys on that list, whereas some of the other uh, positions so have active players. Yeah. 
Yeah. Now for the secondary, so what I did is I put three cornerbacks on each team, even though in previous decades they've only done two, because almost every team plays three receivers yeah, now. Three cornerbacks play all the time, yeah. and even like the All Pro teams have added a yeah. So I have three cornerbacks on each of the teams. Uh, so Revis, uh, Revis, Revis Woodson, uh, Darrell Revis, Revis Woodson, and getting in a fight. Yeah. And um, I mean it could be Chris Harris, but uh, which Woodson are you talking about? I didn't say Woodson. I said Revis Sherman, and it could be Does Chris not. Harris. Oh, yeah, no. So it's it's Richard Sherman, Darrell Revis, and, Pat, and Patrick Peterson on the first team. Well, that makes sense, right? Peterson, uh, yeah. Uh, Darrell Revis, by the way, I don't know why he's like going after Richard Sherman on Twitter while Richard Sherman is leading his team to the doesn't Super make Bowl. any sense. You know, yeah. not, not they the always right hate each other. Yeah, Revis is a weird yeah. dude. Uh, second team is Akib Talib. And two guys who leapt all the way onto the second team with, you know, MVP-ish seasons this year. Defensive Player of the Year caliber seasons, Stephen Gilmore and Marcus Peters. Okay. And then the third team cornerbacks are Chris Harris, who you mentioned, Brent Grimes, and uh, he of the uh, Jew-loving wife, and Joe Hayden. Okay. So those those are my cornerbacks. And then my safeties on the first team, it's Eric Weddle and Earl Thomas. Yeah. By the way, Eric Weddle is going to have a uh, Hall yeah, of Fame Weddle's conversation. Bo- Weddle, uh, second team is Harrison combo. Smith. I knew you'd have Harrison Smith. Yeah, second team is Harrison Smith and Malcolm Jenkins, mm-hmm. and and third team is Devin McCourty and Eric Berry. Fair. Eric Berry's a tough guy because he's you know he's he's played in nine seasons, but he's only played eighty nine games yeah. total because he's always injured. But you We're know sick. I don't know if you can really yeah. count it against him that he had cancer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, ca- uh, cancer kickers. Uh, Justin Tucker, obviously my first team kicker. Matt Bryant, my second team kicker, and Steven Guskowski, my third team mm-hmm. kicker. And my punters. Uh, number one is Johnny Hecker, of course. Mm-hmm. Number two is Andy Lee. Number three is the greatest punter of all time, Shane Leckler. Okay. Uh, Thomas Morstead and Brett Kern, who had a big game uh, on Sunday with a. I think Pro a, Football a Focus big, had completion um, on a fake punt. On. Pro Football Focus, I think, had uh, uh, Pat McAfee as their punter of the decade. Although they're more average than you know, a- averaging up all your years, but not dividing by ten after that. Like you are, yeah. So he only played seven seasons. I, I've, been, but also McAfee. I mean, you know, I don't know what numbers they use. I, I use the uh, Chester patented like the uh, how much above average was he compared to the average punter in his era. So McAfee was three percent better than mm-hmm. average. Like the guys I met, like Andy Lee was five point nine percent better. Shane Leckler was five point seven percent better, and Hecker was only four percent better. But also Hecker has by far the best rate of. Uh, uh, inside the twenty yard line, and the best rate of touchbacks, or the lowest rate of touchbacks. Nice, so, you know, and he's also made four All Pros. Uh, and then, and then the kick returners on my team, uh, the our Cordero Patterson is on the first team, Jacoby Jones is on the second team, and Leon Washington is on the third team. Devin Hester, who's fourth among kick returners, is the number one punt returner. Marcus Sherrills, uh, who had a bad fumble uh, in the uh, game against the 49ers, is on the second team. And Julian Edelman is on the third team as a punt returner. Although he doesn't return punts anymore. But uh, he did return 171 punts this decade for the It's like being a middle reliever. Like if you're too good at returning punts, they bring you on offense usually. Yeah. And the coach of the decade is kind of obvious. If you you remember the team rankings, Belichick, coach of the decade, Pete Carroll, second team. And Mike McCarthy just edges John Harbaugh as the third team. Uh, You know, he... Well, he he has a better winning percentage, and he won more playoff games. So, you know, what I'd rather have Harbaugh than McCarthy, obviously. But you know, based on it's the fair. actual performance of their teams, whether you want to give, you maybe you say the credit goes should go to Rodgers, not McCarthy. But you know, I can't get into that. So, anyway, so th- those are my teams of the decade. I have a chart if anyone wants to see, you know, the top forty or whatever at every single. Okay, position. that's fun. Some positions even uh, higher than that. Yeah. So what else? I mean, I just, I, I do you have a Super Bowl thought right now? Because you said you don't even know if you want to talk about it next week. 
Well, I don't know if we need a full episode. We could also, whatever we do, we could, you know, we have a Super Bowl prediction at the front or the end. Um, my thought is I am pretty yeah. excited for it. Uh, maybe we should watch. You know what we should do? Maybe. Can we watch, I bet it's on YouTube or something, the Chiefs-Vikings Super Bowl, just like live and talk about it? Like, No. Why would I do it that? Was, I mean, I've seen the crash that started the game. I've seen Hank Stram matriculating up and down the field. Like, is, I'm sure it's a boring game. The Vikings it would be, killed, you know, like, we could just talk about stuff. It could be a live, um, it, could, it could just be like a live uh, uh, commentary. I'm not spending two and a half hours watching a game my team lost 50 years ago. Uh, but look, I'm happy for the Chiefs. They have a chance. As you mentioned last week, you know, the last few years have been all about teams, historic losers, getting off of that list. In hockey, we had the Capitals and the Blues the last couple of mm-hmm. years. In baseball, we had, you know, basically everybody except for the Indians. And uh, in, in football, we haven't had – and then basketball, obviously, we had the Cavaliers. And in football, we, uh, we had the Eagles, and now we have a chance to get the Chiefs off the list. So the teams that are remaining on the list are getting fewer and fewer. Yeah. By the way, the, the Chiefs-Vikings Super Bowl four, Right. It's the Vikings-Browns-Lions. Uh, was restored on YouTube. It looks yeah. very good. You know where the game was played? Trivia question. Where was the Super Bowl? F- where was Super Bowl four played? Orange Bowl. No, Tulane Stadium in, in New Orleans. New Orleans. And, and then New Orleans. Uh, to New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. I actually knew that. As soon as I, yeah, I actually knew that. Uh, and then what was the day of the? Because the weather it had to be moved. Yeah, what was the day of the game? I thought. I don't know. January fourth. No, eleventh. They were so early back then. Yeah. I mean, well, because they didn't have rounds of the. Yeah, there was no. Yeah. First of all, there was a fourteen-game regular season. Right. I mean, the Jet, the Jets, the previous year was January twelfth, so it makes sense. I really hate watching old football games that this, you never know the score. The score is never on. And I mean, this was a problem in the eighties, even you know the whole eighties, into the early nineties. The score yeah. is never on the screen. Yeah. I really, I think Fox changes this in ninety three, leaving the score up the whole time. It was considered like for stupid people. Like, you know oh, what you it's also the, the worst for? What? Well, you know what it sucks for? When you're watching an old game on YouTube and you want to scroll around, you have no idea, like, when is it the third quarter? It's crazy. Like, when, you know what I mean? It's really annoying. Yeah, and when you try and cut, when you try and link to YouTube, as I've done before, to, like, a specific play of a highlight mm-hmm. of a game, like, for some plays, you know, you can just, like, when I've done my, when I did, like, my Super Bowl ranking all the Super Bowls, so I had embedded links there to, like, link to all the key plays in each game. So for some of them, those individual plays are on YouTube. But for a lot of them, the only way to do it is watch the entire Super Bowl game. And you have to scroll around with your, you know, with with your trying to figure out exactly when you find the play because you scroll. All right, well, this is probably sometime in the second quarter, but you have to watch for ten minutes until you find out, and you have to have like side by side, like uh, a play by play to figure it out. Yeah, it's insane to me that they ever did not have a, a Fox box or whatever they call it. No, I know it's unwatchable. It 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 makes sense why like football yeah. was less popular until we were kids. And I mean, same thing with basketball. Like there was just <laughs> so like you know they didn't have the score on the screen constantly in basketball either. It's, I mean, yeah. it's hard to watch without the, without the yellow line, honestly, um, now. Like, to watch an old game and not know if they got a first down stinks. Yeah. Yeah. Although, the yellow oh, line so is Oh, so the cheerleaders, I'm watching so Super Bowl four. As uh, Packers fans were the watching. The cheerleaders are... Are you watching? I have, it, I have it on now. So you're doing now what you wanted to do next week. Got it. Okay. The cheerleaders, man, it's wild what they're wearing. They would not They would not get in trouble. Well, it was very windy. It was cold, wasn't it? They would it? not get in trouble in, one, in Yeshiva <laughs> High School wearing that school. That's what they're wearing. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't it like I thought it was like wasn't it like a very windy game and there was like storms or something yeah well it's, it's a lot of it, the film is in black and white a lot of it has not been preserved this guy do, did a really good job but it, it sort of switches off between black and white wait but I've, I've seen highlights of the game yeah in but, color. He, but the oh, whole game yeah because a lot the of the a lot of the telecast is not in color on on oh, YouTube I see 
interesting. Was this still one of the games by this point? Were they still on two different networks? Because like the AFL and the NFL had their own TV deals. Uh, this is the last Super Bowl between the AFL yes, and the NFL. Yes, yes. This is the this is the end of the AFL. The final. The mer- the merger was the following. The merger season. is after this. As game. I said, the Vikings were the very last NFL champions uh, not to uh, win a Super I'm Bowl. I'm actually reading a book um, by uh, John Eisenberg called The League, which goes into the founding of the league in the 20s, and I'm not done with it, but. Uh, it's pretty interesting. Like he go, you know, it gives a chapter on the Maras and and the ha- and and George Hallis and all these people, like the original founders of the league. Uh, you know, it's just crazy how you know college football is already really popular in the early twenties. So like football exists as a popular yeah. sport, but the NFL is like such yeah. a tough sell. And people don't realize yeah. um, they broke the color barrier and then unbroke it for like thirteen years or something. Yeah, Fritz, uh, Fritz Pollard. Fritz yeah, Pollard. but I, I believe a lot of that had to do with um, with George Marshall, who was the Boston, you know, eventually I believe the Redskins owner. Because he was so racist, you're saying that he he insisted on kicking the black people out. Yes, but it, what's interesting about him is his whole thing was making money, and he, even though he was a huge racist, he only did it because he knew that at the time everyone was racist. And it was a money decision, meaning if he thought it was cool. Well, I think the league, the reason African-Americans could play in the beginning is because, first of all, it was a northern-based yeah. league. And second, it was like mostly in the, like the upper Midwest. And second of all, because it wasn't a big enough league yeah, for it to matter yet. Um, and then once they wanted to appeal to racism. But what, thought, what's well, crazy you know, to me is Marshall, or, even though he's like, it seems to be like an unrepentant racist. Probably would have changed the name of the Washington Redskins. Yeah, he is, isn't he the one who made the change the name? I thought he changed the name to the Washington Yeah, but Redskins. I think now, because it would make money, he I moves think... The Bo- he moves the Boston Braves there. Yeah, he moves... Well, what's... It? Oh, today in so 2019, the, 2020, you're saying. They move. They leave... Uh, they were, I think, the Boston... Um, Braves. They're the Braves, but then they get... Like the baseball team. Then they get kicked out of the baseball team stadium, and they realize they had to change their name. But they wanted to keep the Native American theme. But I also think... Now he would change the name of the Redskins, a guy like that, because his only concern was making money, not be, you know. So if if you're going to do that, then like, I think if the Redskins rebranded now as like the Hogs, well, that, they'd I mean, make that's money. That's the biggest part of the Redskins team name. That's totally yeah. It's totally befuddling. They would make so much money in in marketing. They would sell tons of uh, you know. Also, if you renamed crap. it, let's, if way, you renamed it the Hogs, they would continue to sell the they could continue to sell the Redskins stuff. You know. Yeah. If you rename the team the Hogs, they could sell all which the throwbacks they keeps wanted. keeps the you know like a, a foundational element of like the team's history in the name, uh, you know I, I well, foundational. It wasn't until the eighties. I mean, the team I'm saying, but like a key years, element of like you're you're keeping the you're keeping sort of the team history like at the forefront. Um, it just I don't know. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, but he also like Washington he, Hogs. That's your I think preference? that's I think that's how you go. They they he's also like uh, I believe the guy was like we got why not like the Washington Pigskins? You do pigskins. You have the football it's, tie and you have the hogs yeah. tie and you keep the skins. That's fine too. You could do pigskins. It's not a terrible idea. Um, I they he he also yeah. was like the one we need to do forward passing and we need to you know they would not use the um they would like snap the ball basically on the sidelines. They did not bring the ball back. Inside the inside the numbers, yeah, the hash, the hash marks. So yeah. he, you know, he was very progressive with stuff like that. Um, and I don't know, maybe he becomes even worse. I haven't finished the book yet. So you're saying he had a lot of good ideas, is what you're saying? <laughs> he was the most forward thing owner on the field, but uh, but uh, obviously, you know, big racist off the field. 
I mean, it is cool that like yeah. the Mara family still oh. has it a hundred years later. He was he was just a gambler. He wasn't like an exceptionally wealthy man. Uh, you know, we bought the team for whatever it was, five hundred bucks or yeah. something. Like that. Some of these families, like the the you know yeah. the house family, like the team is still in the family a hundred years later. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's kind of weird that the name of the AFC Championship Trophy is named after a team, the Chiefs, that have won it like the fewest times, basically. Like, they made a big deal about how, like, the Lamar Hunt trophy was going back to the Hunts yesterday. Mm-hmm. But it also meant it hadn't been there in fifth. It had never been there before, basically. Right? They had literally never won the AFC, as we said. When they last went to the Super Bowl, it was right. still called the AFC. I mean, the, the teams that have won it less or equal And I get it's because times. of Hunt's role in the league. More. Yeah. Teams that have won it less or equal yeah. times. The Jets won. Um, by the way, the NFC, t- the NFC title stadium, uh, trophy does not have a name. Is that correct? No, it is. it's the Hallis Trophy. It's named after oh, Richard Hallis, oh, I believe. But yeah. they just didn't mention it. Like they I think they did mention it briefly last times. night. I mean, George Hallis was known as a champion for the NFC. Fla- Frank so. Clark was going crazy during the interview. He was like, oh, yeah, it has got my name on it. Wait, like, Clark Hunt? What does that mean? Um, oh. That was, I, don't get it. I don't know. I don't. I think that's what he said. I'm not sure. All right, Keith. So, are, do you want to give a Super Bowl prediction right now? No, we could give it. We could give it next week, no matter what we do. All right. Yeah. Um, I already filled out for for one of our pools, and I'm sure I'll change it. But I picked Kansas City to win and San Francisco to cover one and a half. So I'm really trying to. You also split like the the game. NFL Survivor pool. You're you've been on fire with Survivor stuff. Three way tie there. Um. Oh yeah. Um, but I mean that was honestly just luck. Well, of course it's a lot. The reason I didn't pick uh, Baltimore, well, the reason I didn't pick the Patriots in the first weekend and Baltimore in the second weekend is because I thought, well, these teams have a chance to be favored later on, so I'm going to. Yeah, no, obviously right? faulty thinking. Nobody thought like I mean, yeah, the, the Titans would make it or you know. Yeah, whenever you win, any, winning any Survivor pool for the most part is, is, is and I think didn't I win the the March Madness Survivor pool two years in a row or three years in a row or something insane like that? March Madness Survivor pool maybe. You won. You won the uh, the NFL yeah. spread survivor. And it was like hundred plus people. Yeah. And yeah, but it, the, honestly, winning these pools is like is very lucky because like in March Madness, there's not a skill in knowing which number four seed is the one that gets upset and which number four seed isn't. You know, because you know n- nobody, even the teams that you think have a chance to be upset, you still think they have an eighty percent chance of winning or a seventy five percent chance of winning. So you still take them in a survivor pool. Anyway, um, all right. So we have nothing else to say. We did our uh, teams of the decade, and that's about it. Do, do you have your team of the decade to debut for us? <laughs> um, the, my team of the decade is the Jets. That's the next next decade. We're going to be the team of the decade. Um, I yeah. I think the next decade. All right. Let me let me see if you have any breaking news for us. You said on Renap that uh, you may be having a new job. Is that something we can assess? I'm the not podcast yet. No, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm going on a bunch of interviews this week. Uh, one very exciting uh, option popped up last week that I can't talk about yet. Um, I don't know. I'll let you know. Are you moving possibly? Well, I'm moving like locally. I just I, I, my apartment got sold. But you're not leaving your no, locale. No, no, no. You're not, you're I'm not, not like going to New York or anything. Yeah, okay. Um, all right. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, but how about the... And I was thinking about coming in in April. I, I I talked about this with Rob. Did we mention on the podcast? I think we did. What do you think about having a sleepover party? You mentioned it in passing. At, at yes, the Chester's house. Are you, are you up for that? Oh, yeah. You. That's what you mentioned. Are you up it, for that? Yeah. Uh, when in April is this? Because Passover, I'm actually going to be coming to your neck of the woods. Uh, this would be the weekend before Passover. You Are you going to already be there? Or are you leaving Saturday night? No, we're leaving. Like we're leaving, I think Monday even. Yes, yeah, so yeah, we'll so you be could there. be there last week. I mean, you're not. You don't have to clean for Passover. So, you're leaving. We're doing a. So this is a, a sleepover pod part. Well, two. also we or we could do like a. Uh, we could talk about this offline. I got some ideas. 
I mean, okay. I'm not even sure I'm there yet. Uh, I have to tank uh, my before, job interviews because if I get a job, I can't do it. Before another live podcast in our house, I think I need to get, I need to get the beer tournament out. Yes, before why don't you work on that this week? Don't go, to, don't go to Disney and just work on that tomorrow and tell Dr. Jan Akiva said you need to finish the beer tournament. Oh, my wife will be so. Oh my thrilled. god. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, Keith. So, uh, glad. Uh, how, how are you feeling about uh, one football game left in? Uh, it's very depressing. Season? You know, March Madness keeps me through. The one thing that has changed in terms of February is I'm so uh, like deep into the winter sports stuff that at least there's something that entertained me during the weekends. Yeah, which I know doesn't help you, but like the skiing and the biathlon and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's not much going yeah. on. And, and we have uh, Brett in our patron chat giving us play by play. Yeah, we got we got we got minor league tennis definitely going throughout February. That's exciting. By the way, the patron chat did something truly incredible. I thought um, they had like a very in depth political conversation this morning, and it's they totally yeah. But civil. don't advertise that. Like no more no more politics talk. I agree right? that it was very civil, but no more no more politics talk, guys. Yeah, start yeah. a start an off topic group. Well, well, you know why it was because it was very it was very sort of horse race subject. It was sort of like a five thirty eight podcast. Yeah. Nobody it wasn't like who. It wasn't like it was who should win. It's who will win. More of that. Also. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah. But I thought it was. I was very impressed. But with let, the, uh, with, let's with keep the, the politics fact, out like, of you know, there. I was reading nobody. The whole nobody thing, wants yeah. politics in the sports group. <laughs> it is a good sport. Well, you want politics? You're the one who just had a whole podcast about. Uh, I did not know that the viewers. It is a, a purely show, political show. No it idea. is wild. It is. It is the number one political show on TV yeah. for the view. Well, why would you turn to those five people for like political analysis? I just don't understand. It doesn't that. make a lot of sense. I mean, I guess like I don't know who this I, I guess is. like Meghan McCain and Abby Huntsman are from political families, and like Joy has always been political. Um, and I don't know Sonny Houston and Whoopi, but I don't know. I mean, I guess I guess that's like it's like okay. politics light. I have no idea. I didn't hate the yeah. show. I just no, I, I, I did have a thought today about like oh I should TV, watch it. Uh, so. Like start watching the view every day. Yeah, but I didn't do it. <laughs> I mean, it didn't. Honestly, you made it sound like not that bad. It was fine. I think between sort of the unintentional comedy, it's fine. They're and, very bad yeah. at the, the interviews. Are boring and also like, like, who wants them to cut to Chuck Schumer at like eleven twenty for twelve minutes? That's that was boring. They did that every day with like Adam Schiff yeah. or Chuck Schumer. That's stuff I didn't go for. I I watched actually because I was reading the New York Times. By the way, you said no politics, so I, I read the whole New York Times interview with Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. And I had only seen, like, the whole, like, you know, they did the unedited transcript of their whole long interview no, with all the candidates them, yes. for the potential endorsement. And all I had seen of it was sort of, like, the lefty Twitter people talking on him for, like, not knowing when a cell phone rang and stuff like that. And it made it sound like he came out, like, the biggest doddering old fool. Honestly, I was very impressed with it. Like, you know, is 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 Joe Biden as sharp as Barack Obama, maybe, or, you know, Bill Clinton? Or 10 years ago, Joe Biden. Or, you know, no. or, or, or yeah. Elizabeth Warren. Possibly yeah, not, but like you know, that's not the only thing that we ju- you know Ronald Reagan wasn't the sharpest tool, and a lot of people thought he was a good president, and you know mm-hmm. Jimmy Carter was a very bright guy and was not necessarily a great president. So I don't know if uh, you know mental acuity is the only thing that matters mm-hmm. necessarily, like being number one in that. Obviously, there's a threshold you need to pass, but um, so but yeah, but then I read the reason I bring this up is because I also read the New York Times endorsement of uh, multiple candidates, and they had a link to Mike Bloomberg in an interview that he did on the View. Where he talked about why he will not release women from the NDAs that they have with him, which is yeah. not ideal in uh, in twenty twenty. Yeah, he's a clown. He said he said he had some body jokes, and then um, Joyce says, "Oh, what's her name? Joyce? What's her name? Joy, the older Jewish comedian. She's not Jewish. That's insane. Joy, she's not Joy Jewish. Behar. She says, "Wait, you don't? Did, did oh, you hear me? Italian? Joy Behar, not a Jew. Her husband was Behar. It's crazy. I thought my whole yeah, life. I, she was... well, what's the difference between Jews and Italians? Okay, I'm not going to answer that question." I don't know. Is there a big difference? No, it's pretty similar. <laughs> anyway, 
Um, uh, what are this? Aren't Italians Jews with slightly better food or something like that? I don't know. They can't. They can't. They can't. Uh, you know, uh, turn iPad pages with their nose. Anyway, uh, on that note, let's let's think about it. <laughs> that was Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill's not a Jew or an Italian, is he? I know. I know. No, he's not. I was thinking. Yeah. For people who are. There's a lot of nose comedy yesterday because Larry David on Curb also is putting, is sticking his nose in coffee. Yeah, that's another one, by the way. So, yeah, that, that, that makes no fucking sense whatsoever. But all right, we can talk about that on a different podcast. Whatever, we'll save that for the uh, Curb podcast. All right, all right Keith, talk to you later. Bye, everybody. Bye. Question for you: What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five. But if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.